0: I wanted to talk a little bit more about mindfulness of the body. And um, I had spoken a little bit uh, earlier this week about the the image of the concentric circle with uh, all of us in the circle. So if we look at mindfulness practice, the center of that circle is the breath. And is Jenny here? Uh, she had uh, Someone had told me, I was talking to Jenny McClintock, who comes here, and she s- studies uh, the Christian text and translations a lot of the New Testament. And she had said that the word in Aramaic that's translated into English as spirit is actually the word breath, which I thought was wonderful for our practice too. So in the Christian faith, the word spirit is the same as breath. So in this concentric circle for us, the breath is at the center of the circle. Then our physical body is the next circle out from that. Out from that is the our emotional, is our emotional body. Out from that is our uh, our thinking out beyond that is the mind, and out beyond that is everything else. So all of our grounding, all of our feeling centered and grounded has to start with that breath and with the physical body. So if we stay connected with our breath and if we stay connected with our body, then when, our, when we have our crazy thoughts and most of us live in the thinking world, all of that spinning around on the outside of the circle so our grounding has to come from what's at the center so it's what we do in our practice what we're always working on is coming back to that center so all of our meditation practice on the cushion is the practice in dropping the thoughts and coming back to our breath and you know we don't don't repress our thoughts but when we catch ourselves way out, way out there, we learn that we can drop that thought and that we can come back to the center. And that, and the, the other thing that we're always learning is that those thoughts are not who we are and that's why we can drop them. And every time we drop the thought and come back to the breath, come back to the body, we're remembering that those thoughts don't define us, they are not who we are. So, we're, we're always making that move back to the center. So, the mindfulness practice of mindfulness about our body is really important. And um, Bhante Sumana said, he said, don't talk about him during this talk. <laughs> but he said something during meditation. Um, He said, uh, "This is a peaceful this moment. This is a peaceful moment. Enjoy this peaceful moment." And that that felt so right, you know. But even that peaceful moment, we then have to let it go and go on to the next moment. So if we if we cling on to that peaceful moment, then whatever happens in the next moment, we may be resisting it we may not allow it to be what it needs to be and it may not be peaceful but we need to be with that next moment just as much as we are with the peaceful moment so I, I really that really kind of uh, hit me very strongly, this is a peaceful moment we come to Blue Lotus and we have lots of peaceful moments but we don't live here We always have to go back out. And so uh, instead of trying to cling to whatever the peaceful moment is or the comfortable, wonderful feeling moment, I think we have to, we're learning all the time to completely enjoy that moment, but then be able to let it go just as the next moment, just to be able to let that go. And enter into the next moment, and I think practicing mindfulness of our bodies is a really good way <clears throat> to practice that. Being in the peaceful moment, and then letting that go for whatever the next moment is needs to be. And um, when I when I talk to people who have chronic pain and issues where their body has a lot of Discomfort or disease, when we can focus on that in the moment and be very aware of how our body's feeling, even if it's in pain, one way to focus on that is to kind of dissect it, take that apart. Instead of just feeling like, oh, here's my pain again, I know this heavy, painful feeling, we can actually Look at that pain and try to look at it. Where do we really feel it? Is it pulsing? Is it throbbing? Is it stinging? Is it is it intermittent? And what we may find if we can take those things apart that are that are unpleasant and just be with it for a little bit. We can start to see oh in the middle of that pulsing there's a there's a little bit of ease, and then it pulses again, and then it's better again, and then it's, you know, it pulses, we can begin to see that even in what we call pain, there are little breaks, there are little peaceful moments. I was thinking about that, I've been really lucky, I don't have a lot of, I don't have any kind of chronic pain issues, but I was remembering having a child, which, (laughs) Which is another one of those things I realized. If you have a child and you're not all medicated through the whole process, no matter what you do, you, there are lots of painful moments. If you hung on to that pain, you'd never have another child, right? There'd be, we have a very small world. So <laughs> that's something we've learned, you know, that we go through that pain and then we let it go. But even uh, I remember being hooked to monitors because with my daughter, who is my is my oldest, I decided no no pain you know no pain meds at all, and changed that for the next my next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they hook you to a monitor so you can see, watching the numbers, so you're having a contraction, and they teach you okay now that you know when the number gets higher, you're right in the middle of the contraction. When it goes down, you're in-between. So you watch that, and, you, and the pain is very intense, and then as you see the number begin to go down, you can even let your body relax, because you know it's going to be less painful, maybe for a few seconds, and then it starts right back up again. But just knowing that there's that few seconds where it goes away is, a, is wonderful. So you really, really enjoy that peaceful second and then you get ready to do it again. So when we think about the peaceful moment, we can have that and we all want those and they're wonderful to have, but they don't last. And sometimes all we have is a peaceful second or two. But then the, the most important thing is not to cling and hang on to that peaceful moment or that peaceful second, because then we're not there for the, the other parts of our life, and those are just as important for us. So I was thinking about our, the holidays coming up, and um, a lot of what we, what we tend to do when holidays come is to spend a lot of time thinking about how you know, this is okay, but it was so much better when I was younger, or it was so much better when my mother was alive, or it was so much better when we were little kids and everybody could get together. The world isn't, you know, it's harder to get together. We, we spend a lot of holiday time reminiscing about the good old days, and we we miss what's right in front of us, which is what we have right now. And it may, may have changed enough that what the what these days can be is helping other people have a good Thanksgiving or a Christmas and doing something for someone else we don't have the, the family that we had 20 years ago they're all scattered around so that mindfulness is what brings us to enjoy the present moment and don't get hung up with what used to be or, or what was So try to be thinking about um, what's really going on with you, with your body at the moment. Dropping the commentary, dropping the judgment, dropping the evaluation, dropping all the ways you could fix it to make it better, if only people would let you do that. Um, And just take each moment, you know, if you eat too much and you're too full, sit with your body and really explore what that feels like (laughs) and then it might be easier not to do it two hours later when dessert comes. But just uh, be with that sensation. Uh, The example someone gave is um, watching a football game with a bunch of people who love to watch football and then turning the volume of the TV all the way down and not talking and just watching the football game without any commentary, it becomes a completely different experience. And if you try not to, you know, when you're really excited with a bunch of people watching football, and I don't even like football, but I know you can get, you know, you get excited and everybody shouts out for their favorite team. Just imagine how different it is if there's no sound, nobody's making comments, you're looking at the game in a completely different way. And it could be quite pleasant, but those are some different ways to just think about being mindful of your being mindful of yourself, being mindful of how much, not only we are, how how much we become out of touch with our physical bodies, but how much kind of running uh, feed running stuff we have in our heads, and sometimes if we can even drop the commentary. Uh, you know at thanksgiving it's very hard not to get into that commentary about well the the brussels sprouts are good but they were better when so-and-so used to cook them and then get sidetracked in the the recipe of what somebody did 10 years ago Mm -hmm. when you've got these perfectly good brussels sprouts right in front of you that you should be enjoying so watch that commentary in your head the holidays and being around People were not with all the time. Sometimes it's a really good time to practice and just see: am I am I taking advantage of every moment, or am I living in the past, or thinking about going shopping the next day? Um, see see how much you can stay in the present moment and be with it, and then let it go, go on to the next moment. Um, Another thing I'd like to talk about a little bit, and it has to do with, with uh, the holidays coming up, the, you know, people in this area, people all over, are really suffering. Uh, the food pantries don't have the same amounts of food and people's food stamps have been cut in the state. And uh, we don't even have to look to the Philippines or, you know, other places where people have experienced disaster, we all know that we see homeless people and people who don't have enough every day just walking around even in Woodstock. So, we have baskets, you know, for the food pantry and bonte Sumana and I have uh, a group in Las Vegas does this and I was talking to him about it and we we want to do it here in Woodstock, put together Little uh make some nice little bags that are weatherproof and nice, and put some uh, emergency food items in them, and a pair of clean socks and maybe some mittens, some peanut butter, or some things that people can use, and have some have have these little bags that we can give to people. Sometimes people come to the temple looking for pads, and we don't have pads here anymore and we try to direct them or we make a call for them but it would also be so good if we could just give them something too so we don't have to let them leave empty-handed and uh, we'd like to start collecting things for that and then have a time when we can get a, a bunch of us can get together and put the items so if you can if you can think about that when you're in the store you know buy one extra item something that someone could use, something like peanut butter or, you know, yeah, Jim. I would suggest, um, like, shampoos and things like that, soaps, because they can buy food, people can buy food at food stamps, they can get, you know, their medications taken care of through, like, direct assistance programs, but there is a very few ways to get, like, personal hygiene items. Oh, okay. Paper lures and even toilet paper. Oh okay. We can put so things like that. Gloves are always good. Socks are always good. You know, so okay, did you hear that? She said the personal personal hygiene items are especially yeah important. Yeah, do, it's, 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 so that's that's a wonderful thing. So and we and really like some nice pair of clean socks mm-hmm. could be really nice when you haven't been able to change clothes for a few days, right? So if you, when you're shopping, if you just think of one of those items, and we'll have the, we've had the baskets in the, the uh, coat room, and I know someone asked me today if we did something helping people at Thanksgiving with a dinner, and we don't do that. But um, if anyone knows a group who does a Thanksgiving meal and they need volunteers to serve, I recommended that this person go to the Sparrow and ask them that they may know some. But uh-huh. Uh huh. Redeemer Lutheran Church on Dean Street. Uh-huh. Uh huh. they put on a big meal for everybody, and they deliver food to other also Oh, okay. it's so right across from the, 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 the house on Dean Street. Okay. And they're very active in making big meals for everybody. And this is Dean, just right out in front here. Out to fourteen. Okay, Redeemer Lutheran. So that's good. We we need to share these things with each other. And there's always some. There's always a, a wonderful way to spend the holidays. Um, so thank you. Any questions or comments? Or before we introduce new people? Uh huh. for that experience of labor or did you just fit for what you did? Uh no, I was that was before I was a Buddhist and I, I didn't I, I just took all the classes they told me to take. I advised the expert.
1: Oh Joan did it. Yes, did. did it help? Yes very well
0: Yeah, I didn't take medication the first time, and I wanted to kill a few people in the process. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a good experience in working with pain. I mean, I think that was a real valid one. And the breath. Okay, do we have new people? I know we have new people, because I talked to some. Yeah, would you introduce yourself?